And we join on the line now by our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Lots of the morning to you, Sakina. I just want to apologize. I'm at the airport. So if you hear announcements about somebody going somewhere and you're not supposed to go somewhere, then you know what's happening. Well, I do apologize for that. It's you going somewhere. <laughs> but looking at uh, the, the Chinese exports, they're going somewhere. They fell for a fifth month. And the slump in imports as well expanded to 13 months there, Clive. You know, somebody said to me, Clive, even round is a shape. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, no shape, any shape. So you say they're going somewhere, they're going down, they're, they're falling, Sakina. It's not a good sign because we, didn't, we knew that we are going to have a serious problem with the Chinese economy. Remember, their target of 7% has already been revised twice already this year. Uh, they're looking at getting somewhere around 6.5%. Um, ever since shipments dropped at 6.8% in November in dollar terms from the year earlier, the customs administration also included reports about their exports, which have also declined including the input numbers showing that consumers are obviously consuming a bit less in China, which is a concern, obviously, for those companies or other countries that rely on the China's growth path. So compared to the median forecast of 5% decline in serving, um, it shows that the 8.7% in dollar terms have been lost in the Chinese economy already this year. So not necessarily great news. No, it isn't. Um, emerging market stocks, though, they're continuing to struggle as well, Clive, as the route and oil prices worsens. Yeah, we're not surprised, Akin. I remember that the spur of the, Amer- the Chinese um, market, or rather the economy, has been largely built on emerging markets. That is why they've been investing so much. But I don't think we should actually be worried, because you remember, not so long ago, the Chinese Prime Minister himself said they're going to put more money into South Africa. So it means that the money is there. The question is, will this money be able to actually realize their returns on investments in the long term? And that is what they're trying to do now, because they realize they're going to be competitive, and they're going to start to overtake America as the world's biggest economy. They're going to have to invest even more aggressively into emerging markets. And that's what we started to see already. Uh, but what else concerns us is that those emerging markets at the moment, they are a little bit under pressure. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about South Africa in itself. We are a little bit under pressure uh, simply because uh, the Chinese slowdown has created, unfortunately, this backlog of economic extension. So um, I'm hoping that, obviously, after all these investments that we've done, we'll have a better 2016 than what we've seen in 2015. They've already said they're forecasting a higher number for next year, around 7.2% of growth in China, and that will see South Africa also pick up as well because we know how much they've already invested just in Africa, on South Africa and the rest of the African continent. Well, uh, we're hoping that that comes to pass sooner rather than later. Uh, but mm. iron ore prices tumbling to $30. Miners' prices approach break-even point at this uh, sort of rate, Clive. You know, the biggest problem with iron ore, Sakina, is that remember when when the, the products started being used and it was discovered in South Africa, what started happening is a lot of companies, tried, uh, mining companies started to diverge, or rather what we call diversification. Even guys who were used to normally just doing gold or doing just silver or just doing platinum started emerging into the iron ore space as well. So what we're seeing now is because there's so much of the, of the stuff that is a stockpile, the demand has declined rapidly because people have found alternatives to iron ore. And so what this does, obviously, is create a lot of pressure, and these companies now are not selling these these iron ore stockpiles, and they're not moving at all. And we know this because we've got our own South Africa here. Here in South Africa, we've got companies that are already uh, starting to sell. What's, what's worrying us is the fact that it's actually going towards break-even break points. What that means is 
means that the cost of them mining the stuff has now come to a level in with the profits that they make, meaning that they will not be making any money. What is the scare there? The scare is we might start seeing these companies shed jobs because there's not going to be enough to be able to go around um, in terms of profits. So we're very, very worried about that, and including BHP Billiton already made uh, announcements that the shares have slumped to 10-year lows because of Rio Tinto Group, which dropped the lowest since 2009. So these things are affecting our economy. They are affecting our people, and their people's lives as well. Uh, we heard yesterday as well the fact that uh, one of the mining companies is also going to be shedding about uh, 400 jobs. No, South 32, which is a spin-off from a BHP Billiton. So all these things are a concern. But on a on lighter note, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, we're hoping that um, when the prices do get back up, they will start hiring again, and we might see some for the city in the first quarter of next year.